Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We've created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. So whether you're eating breakfast, shoveling your driveway, or pushing your cart to the local grocery store, <laughs> we're glad you tuned in. Yes. You know what I'm suddenly aware of, Steve? Yeah. That uh, in this new format of how we're continuing the podcast, there's probably no ukulele music playing yeah. underneath. Like Ooh. I always pictured Brendan just playing a <laughs> ukulele yeah. while he while he spoke so yeah. smoothly into the microphone. So I can get we might have to, or something. Yeah, <laughs> we, might, we can hum under each other or something. <laughs> well, good morning and happy Tuesday. My name is Matt, and uh, I'm joined by Steve Durr. Steve, can I ask you just to real quick maybe share with the listeners? Um, How'd you, how'd you come to know Jesus? How did Jesus become real and personal to you? Yeah. Well, I can think of kind of three kind of key moments in my life. I grew up in the church. Yep. I went to church all through my life. And when I was in fifth grade, I uh, went to Camp Geneva and got horribly homesick. Okay. And just, you know, was crying and did not want to be there. I wanted to go home. Um But there was one counselor, Uncle Tom, who he was like the assistant director or something. Did he have a cabin? He didn't. He Uncle didn't. Con's, Uncle Con's Con's cabin, cabin, right? Yeah. I often think about it when I share the story. Yeah. But um, no, he was like the assistant director, so he he was in charge of running things. So he was busy, but he took time um, out of whatever he was doing just to sit with me to kind of help me um, calm down, help me, you know, um, start to focus on kind of the fun things about mm-hmm. camp. And it just was really the first time where I felt um, someone pour out Jesus' love onto me in. Mm-hmm. Not because they had to, because they were a Sunday school teacher, but because they saw a need in me and wanted to to fill it. So that's when I first um, asked Jesus into my heart as my Savior right? at, at the camp, uh, that camp experience. Yes, that's good. Um, but still, at that point, it was just kind of that's what we did growing up in the church. When I was uh, my freshman year of college, um, where'd you go? Uh, University of Evansville, which is way down in southern Indiana, so 400 miles away from home. And I was kind of on my own and enjoying college life. Um, and I decided to apply to work at Camp Geneva as a counselor. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to be um, teaching kids about Jesus, then I need to really be living it for myself, living it myself. And yeah. so through that experience of being a counselor, I, my faith really became my own, not just what my parents had told me. And it was more than just kind of what I experienced as a, as a fifth grader at camp. But really started for the first time to say, who is Jesus? Who's he, why is he important to me? Mm-hmm. Why should I be following him? Um, and so kind of out of the need to be able to uh, practice what I preach, if you will, yeah. it, it's, it became something that was so real to me. Um, and then uh, the year after I graduated from college, I was still down in Indiana waiting for, for Jackie to graduate. And we went to a, a retreat for the, the campus ministry we were part of. And um, while I was there, um, I really started to kind of wrestle with, okay, I'm now an adult. I am out on my own. I've graduated from college. Is my faith something that I am going to really live out and Mm -hmm. value? And um, should I let the world know that? And so there was an opportunity to be baptized. um, And so I just felt God's spirit saying, look, Steve, you got to make that public declaration mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that now moving forward, you are a follower of Jesus. You are going to live um, the way he has called you to live. I'm not perfect by any means. We mm-hmm. all sin and and I am, you know, uh, no, no exception, but 
again, just that, just I felt him, the spirit moving to me and saying, you got to make it public. You, mm -hmm. you have to declare um, to the world that the baptism that you're as an infant, that your parents said, we're going to, we're going to yeah. promise to yeah. raise him. Well, now it's your your chance to speak up. So those are kind of three pivotal points in my faith journey. Yeah. Um, but I think also it's important for us to not reflect on what happened 20, 25 years ago, but what is God doing us in us now? Um, and how is he changing us and growing us? And so I could probably share yeah. you know, several other ones, but just kind of those three snapshots in my life were pivotal moments for me in my faith journey. So thank you yeah. so much for just, uh, being vulnerable and, and sharing that story with us. I think every story uh, that have some that just includes someone moving, you know, um, into relationship with God is an exciting kingdom breakthrough story that, that needs to be shared. I love the part where uh, you realize that at one point, like, while this is a personal relationship, it's not a private relationship. Mm, like, yeah. I need to go public with this. I, I want people to know, like, count me in. Yeah. You know, I'm a follower of Jesus. And, uh, man, this sounds like camp was a very formative part of your stories, too. Yeah. You know, so yeah. praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah. Tuesdays are always good days just to tell our stories because usually we're reading a psalm on Tuesday like we are today. Today we're going to read all of Psalm 19. Steve, I'm wondering if you'd read that for us today. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Psalm 19 for the director of music, a psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. <clears throat> Yet their voice goes out into all of the earth. Their words are to the ends of the world. And the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. <clears throat> the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold. They are much uh, pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, and keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servants also from willful sins. <clears throat> May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgressions. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Mm. Um, so, Matt, kind of what jumped out to you? What caught your attention? What are you struggling with or wrestling with as we read, read yeah, that? Yeah, good questions. I, you know, I think one just question I have or, or just where my mind went immediately is after reading this psalm a couple times is like, you know, whoever put the psalms together, like in the order that they did, I don't know who did that. Um and obviously David didn't do that. Um, but uh, like Psalm 19, and then I think of Psalm 119. Now, Psalm 119 is like the, the longest uh, Bible passage in the Bible. It's the longest Psalm, but it's all about the word of God. And this one's all about, you know, 
especially the second half, all about the word of God. So I, I just found that little parallel, you know, mm-hmm. Psalm 19, Psalm 119. I just found that intriguing. Um, that's how my mind works. But um, as I read this, uh, I just, you know, found myself just kind of reflecting and wondering, like, um, like David, I wonder what's going on in David's life in the moment when he penned this, because he feels really joyful to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is, to me, this is a joyful song. This is a, a happy excuse me, happy Psalm. You know, it's almost like he's, maybe I'm just reading into it, but it's like, man, the heavens and the skies and they pour forth speech and this and the heavens. And it's like a tent and it's like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and a champion running. And then he gets going about the the word of God. And it's like the law of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord, the commands of the Lord, you know, the decrees of the Lord. Um, and it's just like, man, I wonder, like, it seems like David's having a really good day, yeah. you know? And uh, I, 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 like the day that we're recording this um, was a very sunny, balmy day here yeah. in the winter of West Michigan. And I found myself in the same spirit, just kind of joyful and energized and like things just feel like extra um, happy. And I just, I, that just feels like the tone of, of David in here. And um, I just... It was contagious to me, I guess, okay. as I read this. Like, I mean, now I'm getting pumped up about the word of God. And like, yeah, the heavens, the skies, like, you know, this is cool stuff. So th- those are just some of the things that grab my attention. So it sounds like just kind of that joy that David must have had, or you're assuming he had, mm-hmm. is you're trying to equate that in your life. Where where can you also find and express that joy that comes from, from the word and yep. from, you know, what God's speaking to us. And so that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, when I read through this, it, again, there's kind of two different parts of it. As you mentioned, the first one's kind of praise. How, how does creation celebrate and praise God? And then the second part is, you know, the, the, the psalmist talking about the statutes, the law, mm-hmm. um, and how they're trustworthy and give joy to the righteous. And, um, I couldn't help but to connect back to what we talked about yesterday mm. with the Ten Commandments. Okay. Um, and just how oftentimes, you know, the Ten, ten Commandments are thought about as, you know, the thou shalt not, you know, yeah. all the things we shouldn't do. And it's such yeah. a negative connotation um, oftentimes in the world. But yet in this passage, um, the psalmist is talking about how trustworthy they are and how they mm-hmm. give joy and righteousness and that there's actually freedom uh, because of the law. Mm-hmm. Um, that God gives us. And I'm reminded of a study that maybe some people are familiar with, a, a study of um, preschool children. They put them on a playground, two different playgrounds, one with uh, without a fence mm-hmm. and one with a fence. And what they notice is that the kids on the playground without a fence, they just huddled around their teacher. There, there wasn't a sense of safety because there was mm-hmm. no, like, no boundaries. boundaries. Okay. But the students on the playground with a fence they were all over the playground. They weren't by their teacher. They were having fun. They were enjoying that. They're going down the swing, the, the slides, and and just that sense of we think of rules as being bad, mm-hmm. but really I think we we desire that set of expectations or um, those things that we know are keeping us safe. Yeah. And when I look at, I love that. Yeah. Um, and looking at some of the Ten Commandments again, like, well. Um, you know, what is it, what positive is there from not murdering, right? You know, mm-hmm. what, why is that a good thing? Well, it shows that we honor life. We're free from reciprocity or punishment, um, you know, um, not having false testimony against your neighbors. It makes you an honorable person. People will treat you honorably. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we often think about 
rules as being bad, mm-hmm. but really it's a structure that God is providing for us so that we can find joy and freedom in what he's given us. And so um, it sounds to me like the psalmist is kind of recognizing that in a way um, through brilliant. this passage. That's yeah. brilliant. I, I like that. I like that imagery of um, these are for our benefit. Yeah. And these are for our good. You know, I, when we think of like, so yesterday, the, the Ten Commandments, and um, and I think of Jesus, you know, co- sort of like, like he doesn't do away with them. He, he kind of like deepens them, you know, like, do not murder. Well, like, do not hate, yeah. you know, do, do not commit adultery. Well, do not lust. And then he kind of sums everything up, right? Like, just love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. And when you think about it, that is the heart of the Ten Commandments. Like the, these, here's commandments of, of how to help you love God fully, yeah. you know, no idols, you know, honor the, you know, don't misuse his name, keep a Sabbath. And then here's commandments to how to love each other fully and well, you know, and um, David, I love that. Like he seems to have caught on like, man, the, the word of the God, there's not the word of God. There's nothing like it. It's like, it's like honey. It's like gold. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's so good. And he just has this hunger for it. Like, because he recognizes like, um, this is for our benefit, yeah. you know? And, and so when you like in verse 11, when you were like reading that, like, um, when, when we keep the word of the Lord, you know, uh, when, when we keep these commandments, um, there's great reward. You know, yeah. there's great benefit, like to a thousand generations, like we talked about yeah. yesterday. That's really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else that jumped out to you as you were reading through this? Um, no. I mean, yeah. I, I appreciate the imagery of like just the, like the gold in, in the honey. I mean, I, that's in Psalm 119 again, too. He talks about like like mm-hmm. your your word is is like honey in, in just uh, that, that metaphor. Um but I love that last part too. You know, uh, you hear sometimes like when, when people are sharing a word, like on a, on a Sunday morning or something kind of man, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, yeah. my rock, my redeemer. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else for you that, that, that we haven't touched on? No, I don't think so. I think that that's, um, yeah, a lot of good things for us to kind of chew on and think about yep. and as we go throughout the days. So. Yeah. Well, just like every day, we just want to remind everyone, um, that's just what we caught. You know, that's what just what got our attention. What's getting your attention today? I mean, like, uh, as you hear this word and then you hear these thoughts, like, what's stimulating your thoughts? Uh, how is the Spirit um, encouraging or challenging you? Uh, find someone to share that with today. But thanks a lot for joining us today. Tomorrow we'll be back uh, with another episode of the podcast, and we hope you'll be with us. So until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.